This is Come and See from St. Andrew's Anglican Church for Sunday, April 17, 2016. The Gospel is taken from the book of John, chapter 10, verses 22 through 30. The message is by Father Ron Baird. Today's Gospel lesson, Jesus talks about himself as the Good Shepherd, the one who speaks to the sheep, and the sheep know his voice, and they follow him. And he uses that to contrast the Pharisees who are having an argument with him because they want him to prove that he's the Messiah. And he says, I have told you, but you don't believe because you're not one of my sheep. Now, what's he talking about there? Well, it helps a little bit if you understand how shepherds in the Middle East did things. They would go out, several shepherds would take their sheep out during the day to graze or in whatever grass they could find. And then at night, they would bring them back in. And they would put two, three, four different herds of sheep all in the same corral. Because otherwise, they had to stay awake all night. And so if they they pulled their resources, then they could each take a watch and and sleep when they weren't on watch. So they could take turns. And so in in the morning, when it came time to take sheep out again, they had to get the sheep separated again. And so what the way they did that though was that the shepherd, one shepherd at a time, would go in and start calling the sheep. And the sheep knew his voice because they knew, oh, this is the guy that takes us to where the water is and where the food is. And and they all would follow him. The other sheep wouldn't go. They would wait. And so when the next shepherd came in, then his sheep would follow him. Because sheep are extremely loyal and dedicated to their shepherd, and they know his voice. Now, that's still extremely important for us today, because it's vital for us to be able to hear the voice of the good shepherd if we're going to be able to live godly lives. There's no way to do it other than that. And one of the great losses of the faith is that far too many people no longer really think that people hear from God. They don't think he speaks. And while admittedly he doesn't speak like we do, you know, audibly, where we hear it with ears, he does speak to us. He speaks to our hearts, not necessarily the, the cardiac organ in our chest, but to our very being, to our soul, to our spirit. And, and he speaks to that. And 2,000 years of Christian history shows Christians who hear from God regularly. You know, it's not just like all of a sudden in those miraculous moments, but it's regularly they hear from him. You know, I myself have had this experience. You know, some of you have heard me before talk about parking places. Um, and, and I use it because it's sort of an inane thing. It's not really very important. Um, and, but, you know, if God can count the number of the hairs on our heads, why would parking lot places be any less important? And I tell people that God tells me where there's a good parking place. And they go, oh yeah, sure. You know, and I go, no, really, he does. And they say, you think God makes people move out of a parking place or not take one so that you can have it? I said, well, no, I don't believe that. I said, I just believe he knows which ones are coming up, you know, where the good ones are. And they say, well, how does he do that? I said, well, when I go to the mall or something, when I pull in, I, I start praying. And I say, okay, Lord, which, which aisle should I go down? And I just kind of feel like, oh, I should go down this particular aisle, and I'll go down that aisle. And they said, and every time there's a place right there in the front. I said, well, no, not every time. I can't really say that's true. Sometimes I go down the aisle and there wasn't anything there. So I think, well, I'll just go down the other way. And, and all of a sudden I'll feel this, well, no, you skip that aisle. Go two aisles down. So I think, all right, so I'll go two aisles down. So I'll go down there. And, and they said, then there's one there. And I said, well, not always. Sometimes I go down the end of that aisle and there's nothing there either. And, and then I'm thinking, well, what now? And, and they'll say, now go back down the aisle you want to go to last. 
And so I turn there, and, and lo and behold, I get to the front of that aisle, and guess what? Somebody's backing out. And I remember one time I went, we went to dinner with a couple that used to go to church here, and uh, they would really harass me about this. They didn't believe it. And um, we were going to a restaurant that was in the short north, and it was right on High Street. Um, and so they said, but you're not going to be able to park. You can't get a parking place on Friday night on High Street. I mean, forget it. So if you go behind a block back, then there's a place to park back there, a big parking um, lot back there. And so I'm going down, and I said, well, we'll see. And as I'm going down, I start slowing down. They said, why are you slowing down? I said, well, I'm just trying to listen and see what the Lord wants me to do. And they said, there's not going to be anything here. Just go on around to the side. And I said, well, we'll see. And so as we get closer, I slow down even more. And just as we get to the front door of that restaurant, a car pulled out right from the front door and left. Um, and I pulled right into it. They never doubted me again about it. Um, but it got to be so often that this would happen that John, when he was little, would always say, thank you, Jesus, every time we pulled into a parking space. Because um, Jesus was always giving us a good parking place. Now, do I think that God always does that? No, sometimes he actually tells me there's not going to be anything. Go park in the back because there's not going to be anything there. But what I do believe is that if you become accustomed to the shepherd's voice, it's no different than the shepherd going into the pen saying, let's go, and following him. But the problem is, is that we don't know how to hear him anymore. You know, we've lost that art. And, and even you know, with people like me that I practice it a lot, it still gets hard to do because we fill up our lives so much. You know, when you get in the car, what comes on besides the car? Radio. You know, when you go home, what do you turn on? TV, you know. Um, and if we don't have any noise going on, we're reading a book. Now, think about this. You know how hard it is to, t if you've tried to talk to somebody while they're reading a book, you know, all, you'll be talking for 15 minutes, and all of a sudden they'll go, what? <laughs> and it's impossible. You know, God can't get a word in into us. And even when we pray, we do this, don't we? We go through all of our list, you know, all the things we've got to pray for, and then we say, amen, and we're done. Now think about this. If you were married to someone, and you came home and said, honey, I need for you to do this, this, and this, and this, and this, and this. Can you take care of it? Thanks, bye. And that was your whole, some of your whole normal conversations with them. How long do you think you'd stay married? You know, 